Hey everybody, welcome to For the People of the People special, which we will talk about elections tonight and all the things that are going on in today's society when it comes to millennials. And we are going to discuss, we have four millennials here today on the panel. We're going to introduce everybody and it's going to be a party. We are all going to be very civil, but we're going to have an in-depth conversation about what's going on and how we feel about being the largest electorate out there today. So before we can do that, I have to play you the intro and then we'll be right back. You, you thought that was cute. I appreciate that. <laughs> so we have today, we're going to introduce everyone so that we get a better understanding about where people kind of deform their political views and affiliations and why. But before we can do that, we do need to explain a little bit. So we are all millennials and we found that out just now, actually, because I wasn't <laughs> sure if we were all millennials, but millennials actually make up the largest electorate right now. So as of 2020, we make up 37% of the electorate, according to the Pew research. And it shows that we actually do care, despite what they've been told in society, we do care. So it says 30% of millennials and Generation Z are actually paying attention to what's going on in politics. And we actually will be picking your next president, whether you like it or not, because we did it last time in 2018 and we're expected to do it again. So the first question is today, let's introduce to, he looks so, he's so in, into right. it. He's so he into like, it. Hey. I feel like hey. CNN, he, he's, he's, he's over there. Right. He's, he's looking so intently. So let's ask Mr. Ryan, introduce yourself. How did you form your political affiliation? What are your hobbies and what's your profession? Um, my name is Ryan Troy. Uh, I go by Chad on some platforms. I am a, uh, I used to be a Twitch streamer. I work in the IT field. I'm a low voltage technician. Um, and now I am a podcast host. So, uh, that's about it. My, oh, wait, one more. My podcast is about relations, <laughs> relationships, and current events. Not much about politics, but I'm a Trump supporter. So I'm here. You have a great radio voice, man. He does. It's the mic. It's the mic. Do you hear those dulcet tones? My goodness. He does. And next to him, we have Justice, which is an an awesome name, by the way. His name is Justice. So give us some information about you. Yes. uh, My name is Justice Epen. I am the executive producer of the Conservative Curious podcast. I'm not a host. I am merely a background in the opera on the operational side. But uh, Conservative Curious podcast is a podcast uh, for people on the really on the center left who haven't really been exposed to conservatism and want to learn about the intellectual side of it, which is sort of my um, position as well. I'm I'm a I'm an independent. Uh, I consider myself a moderate. I've been obsessed with politics since I was seven years old in the presidential election of 2000 y'all remember al gore versus george bush well at seven i was like rooting for al gore i thought that vp was a better experience for the highest office in the land uh but but the the country didn't agree with me unfortunately so here we are yeah here here we are unfortunately is that a bow and arrow sir 
Uh, two, actually. I've got two bows. I've got a compound bow. Whoops, this side. Yep, compound bow and a recurve bow. So this one's really old, actually. That's or no, I'm sorry, not a recurve. Uh, long bow, I believe. That's so. cool. Okay, I love it. He's bringing he's bringing all the conservative props with him. I appreciate that, you <laughs> sir. All right, Mr. Alex. All right, so, um, okay. All right, so hobbies. Um, as of late, because of COVID nineteen, I've been primarily gaming. Uh, I play uh, competitively, so whatever game I'm deciding to play at the time, uh, I put a lot of time in. So PC mostly. Uh, League of Legends, if anyone's heard of that, it's one game that I've played, uh, but probably playing it in a called Playing Soul. When I'm not playing a game, I'm usually dancing somewhere, either Dance Fitness Studio or uh, Dance Foil Studio. And when COVID's not happening, I'm in the late one. So right now I got a quarantine body, um, but you know, quarantine is starting to lift up a little bit. So I'm going to try my best to get back into that as much as I was about before. Uh, professionally, I am a CDO driver currently, but I am um, in the works to go back to school to get my IT certification so I can get out of that field. Um, today's work was pretty crazy uh, as a delivery driver um, and that does like commercial um, accounts and commercial work. It, these are like so unpredictable sometimes and I really need a little bit more consistent scheduling so that way I can plan all the hobbies that I like to enjoy. I'm also a, um, a visual artist so I draw very well into school for that. So eventually I'm trying to work my way back into the gaming industry by learning um, uh, software programs and coming up with an art portfolio and stuff like that. So that's like, like my 10 year goal. Um, in terms of my political affiliation, I am a hardcore progressive. I went into 2016 as a more it's true independent where I was like, let me make an informed um, voting decision, and I was pushed all the way off the cliff into the progressive pool uh, because of Donald Trump and the things that I have um, come to know about the Republican Party. Um, I am for a person that is for equality for all. Um, I don't feel as though any person uh, at all should be um, made to feel that they have less rights and privileges in this world, that be gay, that be uh, because of your race, and because of your gender identity, because of your wealth status, where you live, any of that stuff. And I feel as though that party does not uh, represent those values. Okay. All right. And we all had kind of a quarantine. Well, I can't speak for everybody, but I can speak for me. I know I have a quarantine body right now. And Ashley. <laughs> hey, um, so I'm Ashley. I am the cannabis nurse. I have been a nurse for 12 years. I've been in the professional arena. Um, I worked in med surge, I did telemetry, um, I worked in performance improvement, quality, and right now I'm in transition. I'm a, a new small, small business owner um, and essentially I've been spending my quarantine time trying to build that business virtually. Um, I provide education to nurses and I'm trying to help with policy within the local space um, and that's really the most exposure I've had to politics um, ever in my life. I've spent a lot of time focusing on caring for other people and all those kind of things. So a lot of times politics really didn't influence me or my behavior um, until recently. So that's where I am. I found out I'm a liberal like two weeks ago. Okay. <laughs> Congratulations on your business and, uh, and uh, 
That's really awesome that you're uh, that you Say it again? on that. I said congratulations on starting a business. Oh, yeah, thank you. I'm really excited about it. Well, it, I already had it in the works for a little while, but it's been getting some momentum since we've been on quarantine because I'm working from home right now. So I have more time to focus on it and make it into a thing. So awesome. Awesome. Yes, yes. And I'm glad you found out you, you were a liberal, even though to me personally, I don't think we should have labels. But if you that. were going to put a label on a person, I guess I'm somewhere in the middle. So I am the bridge between the conservative and the, the progressive here. I am in the middle. I'm a centrist. My name is Lise Winnie. Hey, I'm an executive director of a nonprofit organization. And I also am a host. And I guess a producer and anything else that goes along with MAPS Media with all the podcasts that we have and going on here. So let's get this party started right and quickly. So let's let's talk a little bit. Let's go a little bit deeper. Let's go a little bit deeper. So now, are you pro or anti-Trump or are you pro or anti-Obama? Because these things tend to go together. Yeah, she's saying congratulations to you, Ashley. You got another congratulations. And would you consider voting for Joe Biden? So I'm going to actually throw this to Alex. Okay, okay. Um, so to answer all three, I am anti-Trump, like 100%. I'm probably one of the most anti-Trump people that you can run across. Um, I am very pro-Obama. I, but I will be honest and say that um, I probably like how Trump supporters are now. Don't really pay too, too much attention to what, uh, how he's, um, uh, you know, conducting himself or conducted himself while he was in office. And in terms of Biden, the only reason why I'm considering going for Biden is because of how terrible Trump is. If if it were uh, standard Republican, I probably would just vote blue. Besides the presidential box, I am not a fan of uh, Joe Biden whatsoever. Okay. But I will be voting for him because I do not want to see Trump in office. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. And Ryan. Yes, ma'am. You kind of, you kind of said it. Yeah. yeah. I am uh, pro Trump and I was pro Obama, uh, not by his policies, but just because I felt it was important to have a black person in office. Um, And no, I am like, I'm anti Biden. Okay. Okay. All right. And we, we're going to get everybody's stance and then we're going to discuss a little bit about why, why you are anti. All right, sure. Justice. Yeah, this is a great question. I definitely say that culturally I identify more with Obama, right? Like I lived in Boston for three years among the sort of intellectual elite. And so, and I gravitate toward that uh, person with gravitas and eloquence and people who are just really put together and on point. Like and Obama was all of those things that said, from a policy standpoint, I mean, his administration was an unmitigated disaster from Obamacare to the rise of identity politics to, I mean, a slew of foreign policy failures in Iran, Fast and Furious, Mexico, all that. So yeah, I definitely can't say I'm a, from a policy standpoint, identifying really that much with Obama. Trump has been a little bit better on some of those issues. Uh, I, I won't vote for Biden. I mean, for one really big reason, which is that he's obviously going senile. And uh, so, like, yeah, I mean, right. So like voting for him would really just be voting for his far left handlers. And, you know, then what would we have to look forward to more identity politics, more anti-Americanism, 
I mean, these are already so pervasive in American politics, and I really don't know how much more of it we could possibly stand and still be a country. Sounds like a vote for Kanye West. And Ashley! Vote for Kanye West. <laughs> um, so I'm definitely not pro-Trump just because of the way he, he puts himself out there. Um, some of his personal beliefs I, I don't agree with, I don't stand with. Um, but I have to say that some of the policies he's put forth has been beneficial to me personally, especially around tax reform. Um, as far as Obama, um, you know, I I personally gravitate towards Obama because he's relatable to me. I understand, you know, the message that he's trying to put out there. But again, you know, certain things worked out in my benefit un under Obama and then other things did not. So, I mean, but I think in general, just because of where I am in my life personally, I don't think any any one politician can make every, every policy that I need to make them perfect, I guess. You know what I mean? So that's how I feel about it. Okay. All right. So I want to ask. So for all of you that said, I would never vote for Trump. Why? What is it about Trump that you're saying? Mm, I, I just, I cannot. I would not. I cannot. I cannot do it. Can I go first on that one? Yes. So how is it that you can say something about a Confederate flag and then two hours later say you have no problem with the Confederate flag? Okay, so just, the flip-flopping? Yeah, I just can't, he, like there's no consistency in the message that he puts out there. Like if, if today he stood for one thing and then tomorrow he stood for the other thing, okay, I mean, mm, stood for one thing today, stand for that thing tomorrow, and it goes across the board for the entire four years, then I can at least understand you know, and maybe consider thinking about voting for him. But in general, like even throughout his career, it's always just kind of a wishy-washy kind of stance on everything. So I don't understand that. So I can't vote for that. Okay. All right. Alex, you also said you yeah. would never. I would never. So the reason there, there are two folds for that. One, I believe Trump is a, it's, it's like, it's like a scale. And it's also like a topic, but it's like a scale. It's like you have people that are a little racist. You have people that are profoundly racist. You have people that are flaming racist and you have Donald Trump. So I feel as though Donald Trump uses racism, identity politics, and um, uh, culture uh, di uh, divisiveness to his benefit to be able to rile up, rally up those people that are into those type of things. Um, I also am not, I would never vote for Trump be, uh, from the jump uh, because for me, uh, as a person that's been victimized by police, um, not to the extent that some other people have been, but as a person that has experience in nonetheless. Um, when I was looking to vote for a candidate between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump, I specifically remember him saying um, that he wanted to give more power and more privileges to police officers while basically saying nothing about what's been happening to black people in the streets. And of recent times, it's been made very clear that he doesn't feel as though anything is happening to black people. He feels like we're just out here destroying the country. We don't know what we're talking about. We're taking out statues without knowing our history. It's just very insulting. So I just feel as though um, morally, I would never vote for a person that is not tolerant of everybody. Um, and I also don't really agree with anything that the Republican Party has to stand for. Additionally, I would never vote among the supporters of Donald Trump either. It's not just one person, it's also the supporters. I've had multiple conversations with supporters, and it's like it either gets to a point where I'm talking to someone that lives in a different reality, or I'm talking to a person that doesn't have anything else to say, and then they go to the race thing. Like, look at the black cities, look how they ran. Like, it goes to race, it goes to hatred. So, those are my reasons. Just basically, from a morality standpoint and a policy standpoint, there's nothing else. 
Okay. Okay. So my pro-Trump people, you said that you would not vote for, you did not like Obama. Not necessarily you wouldn't vote for him. You said you wouldn't vote for Biden. Since Biden was Obama's vice president, why the shift? Why the change? Where there's a, I could not, I would never consider voting for Biden. Ryan? Uh, I'm lost on the question. You want to know since... I he was connected to Obama, and it looks like both mm -hmm. of you, there were some, I, you know, connections between Obama, and Biden was connected to Obama, so some of those policies that he had and some of the good things that Obama brought also were connected to Joe Biden, but you said you would not vote for him. Well, I also said that I wouldn't vote for Obama based on his policies, and I vote, I, I, I'm with Obama just because I felt it was important to see a black person in office, so... I mean, it's not like I said that I was I was with these policies and I'm against, you know what I mean? I was not with it altogether. But you know what? Listen, listen, listen. When it comes to Biden, because I heard what he said about Trump and it, I'm, I'm curious to know, why don't you feel that way about Biden? I do feel that way about Biden too. Okay. I just, just want to know. That's that's all. Because, no, I, I do. Yeah, I do. No, that's, I, I, that's racism. But that's no, a worse that's the worst type of racism. Because that's the a covert pander. racism. That, that's that's yeah, that that's that, hey, I'm your friend, but I'm gonna F you over. Right. I don't, yeah, I'm not I'm not with that. You For can't do that. You can't make me feel you with me just to get over on me. No, no, that's, I get, that's a bigger problem. So let me so let me explain my point. So with Biden, he was the bottom, the bottom of the bottom. For me in terms of the democratic uh choices that we just recently had i was first elizabeth Warren because i am a progressive um and then andrew yang was able to convince me to change him to be my number one through hard work through the type of um policies that he had in place to destroy the people he had very good morality he's like a very caring individual so yang was my number one um then the red state uh democrats they voted for joe biden it seemed like the Democratic Party was, and the Republican Party were excruciatingly, uh, sorry, aggressively, blaming these recently, aggressively against having a progressive, because they were late against like the socialists. So we ended up with Biden. Now, I struggled very hard with wanting to support Biden, even before some of the, the senile things that you guys are mentioning and the uh, racist comments that he has made, the racist things that he's been supporting in the past. But at the end of the day, it's not, again, about one person. It's about the people that are associated with that person. And I feel as though the people that are associated with the Democratic or the liberal progressive side are not the same as the Donald Trump side. So I have to sit there and pick between the, the two. I'd rather have someone that clearly is, is privileged beyond belief and um, doesn't truly understand or has a lot of sensitivity to people outside of his race, but then have people that are surrounding him that do, as opposed to a fingerhead that clearly doesn't give a crap and then the people around him don't give a crap even even with the sort of democratic track record of absolutely destroying communities of color well you know, I, see, oh, you, I thought you were going to see so i was just clarifying because it seems okay, like so so, yeah. so we're talking about like back then or we're we talking about in recent times oh i mean back then still now to this day okay. name, name, i would like to know of like your opinion about how the like, I, 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 I don't want to assume but yeah. explain to me how you feel like the democratic party is destroying things right now like well the, the, the community yeah well i mean the outcomes sort of speak for themselves democratic cities are like right yeah. now riding like on fire <laughs> mm -hmm. um but even if you weren't just going to look at the outcomes you could look at the 
specific policies that have done this, obviously being uh, so um, bad on policing has been a big problem for Democrats in Democratic cities. Uh, kowtowing to teachers unions has resulted in some of the absolute like worst possible education systems ever devised by man. I mean, look at Baltimore City, where the, the education budget is like one of the biggest education budgets in the entire country, where like per student, they spend almost twice as much money as they do in, for example, Harvard County, where I live. And yet, like the outcomes are like terrible. So, I mean, there's almost no way to look at it where Democrats aren't anti people of color just from like a pure behavioral standpoint. Mm -hmm. So I want to respond to that. So that's like the consistent thing that I keep hearing about how Democrats are running certain cities. So Chicago is like the number one thing that's thrown out there all the time mm -hmm. Baltimore, places like that. So there are other places that are just as terrible in red states like Alabama, Mississippi, stuff, stuff, stuff like that. No one ever mentions it. It's not just simply ex uh, isolated to- Just as terrible on like a per capita level? I think that across the board, could, black could you, are not- You wanna add to that? Okay, Ashley? Please No, go. I was gonna say on the per capita, you have to think about like density in, in certain areas and how oh. that contributes to the, the outcome. So, I mean, I, you know, I, my issue with, a lot of politics is a division that comes with it. Mm -hmm. So I identify mm -hmm. with this person, I identify with this color, I identify with this political um, race and not really looking at really the symptom or um, the things that contribute to it. So, you know, right. a lot of the policies that we have in place are a combination of long-term policy policies that have been made throughout our history that mm -hmm. are the result of Democratic and Republican um, mm -hmm politicians you know wherever you look at it, it doesn't really matter how you spin it right. so you know some of the issues that i think that um exist now is just off of the the combative nature that is That's happening right. right now i i i like this type of person because of that so right. you know replace type of person with x y and z so I'm, I don't like this black person because of this. I don't like this Republican because of that. I don't like this white person because of that. And mm -hmm. that's what's causing all of the conflict. I mean, in my opinion. Do, do you believe in human depravity? I don't know that word. It just means that like people are, for example, there's, there's like the Christian view of things, which is like original sin. People are kind of fundamentally bad until they're made good by Jesus. And then on the sort of more enlightenment side of things, the Rousseauian blank slate where we're kind of born a blank slate and then made into bad or good people. I agree um, with that one, the second one. Okay. Yeah, that would explain it. So uh, <laughs> I, I guess so we're gonna we're gonna move past this one into <laughs> it kind of goes into the next part of this. As a person of color, do you feel that you're doing better under Trump? And is it because of Trump? And yes or no? And why? Who wants to take this away? Let's see. Let's start with Justice, since he's going to have a, a different perspective of this. So let's go start with Justice. Yeah, I this was an interesting question for me to think about. I objectively am doing like much better. And it's just but it's not because of Trump. Right. It's just like income's gone up. You know, uh, quality of life has gone up physical health has gone up. I'm just doing a lot better as an individual human being. Okay. And so I kind of thought that this might be the wrong 
question i wanted to maybe talk a little bit about like what ashley said actually like the lower taxes the stock portfolio games you know i could just mention all the things that have happened politically that have made my life better uh but i think the real question is like why isn't everyone doing better under this administration and i think i know the answer actually i think that what we have is we've got such a division in this country and i and i i'm sorry i do believe in like sort of fundamental depravity i, I, I kind of oh, just okay. think it's obvious but 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 we can talk about <laughs> we, can, we can talk about it separately uh, but like what i see is there's three kind of main things and they're very uh, obvious in the current crisis one is like covid 19 has revealed that we are really governed by uh, a class of over credentialed neurotic experts who think that they know better than we know what to do for ourselves and covid 19 is just sort of unveiled that whole power structure there uh the other thing would be identity politics i think is absolutely destroying the country this sort of attachment to like race as race or gender or sexual orientation attachment to any of these things is like your political identity um is as opposed to being an individual who thinks critically for themselves and has a soul sort of in independent of their community is i, I think absolutely like Identity politics is so destructive to the discourse, and I think everybody knows it. And then finally, like cultural Marxism, this this idea that it's the oppressed versus the oppressor, the working class versus the bourgeoisie, um, the arc of progress in history leaning toward violent revolution. These three things are just so bad for American politics, and I think it's really the real reason why everyone isn't doing a lot better under the Trump administration. Okay. All right. Um, interesting perspective there. Alex, do you want to yeah, kind of interject yeah. there? Yeah. So um, do you believe that Trump plays a factor in um, uh, making sure that everyone does not do better under, under his administration through uh, identity politics, which we keep mentioning that um, quite a bit as one of the more destructive things um, that are stopping people from being able to uh, see self-value in themselves and not, I'm, I'm assuming not using word, uh, I'm assuming you're meaning like uh, not victimizing their situation and learning to get to a better place economically without saying it's because of my race or because of this. So basically, mm, what yes, I, question, do yes, you I agree 100%. Of course, he plays a role. I mean, he's the president of the United States. There's no doubt that he plays a role. And I think the question is, does the president really control the entire discourse in this country when he's when he's under attack constantly from a far left acad academy and a far left media infrastructure. And now we're seeing a far left corporate elite, right? Like every single company is just now like pride this BLM that far left ideas all over the place. When the one person in public life is the president of the United States and, and you know, people call him racist, but I haven't, and we'll, you know, one of your questions gets to this, I haven't really seen, you know, I see far more racism from the identitarian left than I do from President Donald Trump. Okay, and that's, that's, I think that's like more, so we'll get to that question. Yeah, that's a, that's coming up. That's an interesting right, so, take that you have on that. I want to get Ryan I mean, in I'm, this conversation. I really feel like um, like certain, certain subjects or certain topics, I feel other people can speak on better. This is This is one of them. So I, I I don't even want to like speak on that. I I, I want them to to go with this because oh. well or Ashley if you want to jump in as a person um, of color you you don't have uh, I feel like I am okay. Or well, I'm let me not. explain that part then. I can explain the first part. Okay. Um, within these past years of Trump even being in office, I lived in different areas. Okay. And that changes things. Like I moved to Texas. I made 
a lot of money, you know yeah. what I mean, with a very <laughs> low cost of living. And before that, I lived in New York City and I made about the same amount of money, which is horrible in New York City. OK, um, <laughs> with a very high cost of living. Yep. I just really I'm just I'm so that's why I believe in so much like locally, you know, like voting locally and things because lo mm -hmm. things change when you ch like change locations. Right. So I can't really give you. Um, I can't give you anything because I wasn't in the same spot to see if you know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, but yes. Yeah. I got you. I understand that. I actually going that I want. I want to ask a question um, uh, specifically for the cultural people about um, about this question. I'm sorry. The what people? I couldn't hear. Uh, more, more more pro Trump. You're just uh, more pro Trump uh, anti left. I'm, so, I might be playing devil's advocate here. Sorry. You, you, I, okay, I so, appreciate it. Actually, Justice, yeah. I actually appreciate your perspective because you say it a lot better than I do. Um, <laughs> but I, as a, a person of color, personally, I, I'm in transition. So mm -hmm. who I was before Trump was in office isn't the same person that I am today. Um, I was 100% working class. I was making six figures. Um, so I don't. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that would look like under Trump today. You see what I'm saying? Um, I was definitely less focused on my surroundings and more focused on my career. Um, now, as a small business owner who is kind of getting out here and paying more attention to the world and, you know, I purchased my first investment property and, you know, paying attention to those type of things. I know what opportunity zones are now, whereas before I wouldn't have known that. You know what I mean? Um, I pay attention to how my salary or how my income or what money brings in. It affects what my tax taxes do for me or don't yeah. do for me. Um, so. To, so I have nothing to compare off of that. But what I do know is from what people tell me is that I put myself in a really sweet position compared to where I was before. It is working out in my favor. This is what they tell me. I don't know if it's because of Trump. It might be more about the decisions that I've made to put me here. I think it's on you. Yeah. It's yeah. So I will, let me go ahead and answer a question that I have a question for, uh, uh, I guess, Justice Orion. Um, so people tell you feel you're okay so i'm going to Trump. um i still feel i'm generally doing the same i'm i'm happy with what i'm making and i'm just trying to make it a different way um and i don't feel as though donald trump has put in a single policy in place that has targeted and made the black community better at all but he consistently claims the unemployment rate over and over again so i would really like to ask uh justice what about criminal justice reform uh we can i want to get to that with the racist question Right, right, uh, right. Well, listen, I'm gonna talk about it now. So if you want to talk about it now, because that's nothing to do with uh, economics. So we talk about economics. So in terms of criminal justice reform, um, one, he didn't create that bill. Two, you can sign anything. And oh, well, actually, you know what? I, I, that that goes into a different point. Um, he did sign the bill, but I don't believe he believed in that bill. Like just like how Justice Roberts signed. Um, or was sided with the liberals uh, last The week. abortion? Yeah, without the abortion thing. Okay. Right? So he just signed the document, but said he didn't believe in it. I don't wait, think that- wait, can, we take, can we take some time to slander the coward Chief Justice John Roberts? Uh, no, I'm, I'm happy that let's he- Let's slander <laughs> that, that I'm happy with bad excuse for a man, please. Let's just- I, I, I'm happy he sided with women to give women the right to- to choose because because ah. so what you did there is interesting right you said on one hand you know trump signed the bill but he didn't believe in it 
and, and, and that's why it doesn't matter versus yeah. when chief justice roberts signs something that you like but he doesn't really care about it it's a good thing just because he did still, right they, no they still both they still it's still a good thing for both I never said it wasn't bad um but i'm saying that in my opinion okay so let me just go direct to the to, uh -huh. to the direct question because i wanted to tie that into the, the racism thing but i'll go to the direct question yeah. um with the crime bill that doesn't just target black people that doesn't because he consistently keeps saying the black unemployment is the lowest it's ever been ever that, that, that's like a consistent okay. theme he says black people are doing better under trump because of their economic prosperity and um yeah the crime bill is not directly for black people and so you want like a black people win bill he, but he's claiming he's claiming <laughs> that so he's claiming that black you want to screw asian americans out of college you, hold on, hold on, but you're the one that said you're the one that brought the crime bill I, i'm not even i didn't even use that as a way to um i didn't find that to black people you said what about the crime bill and i said well, it's just as an asian american I right think, I, I think can't what, go to harvard or yale because i have to compete with people who are well we're not gonna go action. on that one because that's a bunch of that's a crock of bullshit with the harvard thing which we can get into that wait wait um so, you think so now we we, we 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 cooking with grace so okay, let's let's get this going we're cooking let's go so i want to jump in a little bit with where alex was and i think what he's what he was saying was that donald trump technically doesn't have a plan he wants to tote that the black unemployment rate is lower under him he said repeatedly that the reason why black people are doing better is specifically because of him and no other president has done as much for black people mm -hmm. than That's him. Issue. That's and that issue. is a problem, okay? Well, I now, I don't want anybody to be excluded from anything. Mm -hmm. I don't think that there should be anyone excluded from anything because mm -hmm. if you exclude one group and then you turn around and you create another policy that's specific to Asians, then you're like, oh, well, you didn't include us as well. So I get that. But you can't sit here and say, hey, you know, I've done more for black people ever. And the thing that you're telling me is the criminal justice reform. As a black person, I've never had any interaction, knock on wood, with the criminal justice system. That's not even on the top of my list of things that I want done. I'm tired of people when they say, what do black people want? It's always criminal justice. I have I don't know anyone directly near me now that that would be on the top of their list. What do you guys feel like would be kind of like and I'm genuinely curious like what would be so, so, sort of black targeted bills so, or policy me, that would be good for you? For me and I think that this could help every um cuz I feel like generally white people make or have access to more wealth than uh black people do uh inheritance and um easier access to education. Um if the cities that you Republicans or conservatives throw all the time, so Chicago, Baltimore, or other communities that are poor, if they would actually go into those communities and give a damn and put money and resources to those communities to make their streets better, to actually give those uh, those places where they have access to education, have access to how to get good jobs, I think that would make it so, better. So even if that was at the expense of the sovereignty of the local government, like for example, in order for Larry Hogan to go, and I really dislike Larry Hogan, so I'm not at all like, defending him, but like- Really? Hogan, yeah, yeah. I would, love, I, would love to, I would love to slander him too, because he's absolutely a fraud. But so if, but if Larry Hogan goes into Baltimore- we can get into it, but I want to I want to convey an example here, which is that it is if Larry Hogan goes into Baltimore and says, "All right, um, who's the new guy?" Uh, Jack uh, Jack Young. Jack Young, yeah. He says, "All right, Jack. Well, you know, you've been doing a terrible job, so we're just going to oh, come well, in here and we're going to repave him. all of your we're going to repave all your streets, and we're going to uh, 
abolish your teachers union and then abolish your police union, you know, everybody would be screaming outrage that you know they were taking away from. So what do you do? You just want a blank check, and do you I want, want to say for black people only? No. I said put educational resources and accessibility. Put financial resources and like for example Greenmount Avenue right outside my house man this is what I was telling you earlier is that it doesn't right. matter how much money you throw at the education problem as long as you have a corrupt teacher's union you're not going to solve it that's why Baltimore's education budget is so much higher than all the surrounding budgets but they do so much worse because the money actually doesn't make a difference if you have a teacher's union that is corrupt I don't think it's the teacher's union I think it's the people in place and I exactly. think that there's not a, enough <laughs> accountability of people holding people like Dr. Santelise accountable so, so wait, for what's going on. Do you think a teacher's on? union is, a good, is an okay thing? I don't for, have a problem with unions. Okay, no, well, I don't have a problem okay. with private sector unions, but a public sector union is a group of people, employees of the government who are negotiating against the taxpayer. And that to me is what's called an agency problem. That's a, I, that's don't necess- I don't think the problem in Baltimore City is the teacher's union. I do not think that is the problem in Baltimore City. Public school system. They have tons of issues. What do you think? Like the single biggest problem is. I'm also. I'm also talking about education outside of. Yeah, it's. But there must be one that's larger. Or okay, you could say, for example, there's a tipping point, right? Like that Malcolm Gladwell book. Any problem is usually a series of like several smaller underlying problems that kind of lead to something tipping over into like a really bad territory. But you should be able to say, hey, for me, one, two, three points. Well, for me personally, is what I said. I think that. The people in Baltimore City, we well, I'm not in Baltimore City, but they elect based on I'm familiar with this person as opposed to doing any research to find out what this person is about. Then once they get in office, they keep electing the same person time and time again. They they give you the budget every year of where this money is going for the school system. No one looks at it. It is not the teachers union. It is the fact that the people in the community do not hold accountable the people that they should be. They don't do any research. And then they sit there and wonder what's wrong with the school system. That's what's wrong to me. Ryan has a question. Can can I ask a question? Go ahead. (laughs) Can I ask Alex this question? I want to ask you, as a person of color, do you feel you are doing worse under Trump? Um. No, but I think we we didn't ask we didn't ask flip it we didn't flip it we didn't flip it okay. I'm curious to know that. Better or worse under Donald Trump? Okay, so what's the problem? Donald Trump has no influence on my economic path. At any way, like I, I literally. But he needs to come into Baltimore City and fix the roads and the schools I'm not, and the I'm, business I'm, community. Oh no, no, I, no! I don't believe that. I you don't didn't think that. At least, but that's what Alex said. He wait, said wait, wait, the, the federal government needs to come into these communities and invest and do all these things. That's what all he right, said. So, so listen, I'm, I mean, I don't know who else lives in Baltimore besides me. I lived I in Baltimore know. for two and a half years until like a year ago. Okay, so actually, me and I've lived in Maryland my whole life, so I'm very. So I live, I live I'm in, in Owensville. I'm Mills. in the Bel Air. You're in Bel Air, in Baltimore City. So she she has a property in Baltimore City and the county. Yeah, my house where I where I dance, where I work out, where I travel, I've been Baltimore for a very long time. I've been in Baltimore County for half my life, and been in Baltimore City for half my life. So I'm giving you from my personal, like literally, I have like the the like true ground level of seeing the types of things in the community that drag it down and i just think that it's opportunity for good 
economic jobs. I think that is the problem. So when you, and when I look at everything, everything is so impoverished. Like everything is boarded up, everything is broken down. Right. I just think that the access to having good uh, job opportunity is not there. So that's why I said- Can I tell you a story? I I live in Baltimore. You can tell a story, but then after this, we're going to play a commercial and then we're going to come back. It's a, quick story. it's a quick one. Okay. Okay. So when I lived in Baltimore for two and a half years, right, I lived right downtown. Like I could hit a golf ball and hit the aquarium, right? And across from my apartment was a sidewalk. And that sidewalk had, you know, those grates that cover the sewer on top of it. And this grate was messed up. So they had cones around it. Those cones were there from day one that I moved in till the day that I moved out. They just remove those cones this is the baltimore city government taking more than three years to fix a sidewalk in the middle of downtown baltimore they are not competent enough to fix the simplest possible problem ashley you have this investment property in baltimore what are your property taxes like are they worth it let me tell you something about that property ah. <laughs> let me tell you about that property down there it's extortionary um, well well yes the property taxes are high they have ground rent but part of that has to do with um the fact that the community is so old and dilapidated mm -hmm. so it's so many more extra problems that the city has to deal with right you know so, what i mean like even the sewer system is collapsed where they have to fix those things and even when you call baltimore city you know baltimore city has to go out and fix those things especially if they're emergent situations and then on top of that you have the drug issue and then on top of that you have the health issue and then on mm -hmm, top of that mm -hmm. you have the crime but at the same time, you have to consider the density of Baltimore City and some of the reasons why those things are happening and why the people are responding the way that they're responding so wait in the situation. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. we're gonna play a commercial and then we will allow you to finish this conversation when we come back, but we do need to. <laughs> yeah, grab your popcorn and grab your what you need. Commercial break. Commercial break. Ashley from Cannabis Nursing Solutions. I'm just letting you know that Cannabis Nursing Solutions now is now 100% online. You get a eight and a half CEU credits approved through the American Holistic Nurses Association. I am going to give you all the templates you need to incorporate cannabis into your nursing practice. Whether you're a med surge, whether you're a cancer nurse, whether you're a pain nurse, whether you're a holistic nurse, you will have everything you need to be that subject matter expert in your specialty. Or if you want to consult with patients on your own, this course is the place to be. Or you know what else? You could be a social media influencer. I'm not good at this social media thing, but gee. So come on board. You can, it's 100% on my profile. You can register directly on my website. If you have questions, email me, cannabisnursingsolutions at gmail.com. Talk to you soon. Let me know if you, what you think. Hit me up. Share it with the nurse. Talk to you soon. <laughs> That lady looks familiar. I don't know where I've seen her. I want to add real quick what Ashley was saying. So when I said that the the areas need fixing, that would go into what you were saying that the actual condition of the neighborhoods need financial resources put into them to make them better. Like but, it, it, 
But I do want to add on to that. So that's why the opportunity zones are important for people to invest in because that's Donald Trump created that. So that way those communities can get built up. But the issue is that a lot of people outside of those communities are the ones who invest into the community to make it better. And because they don't have an understanding of what the community needs, the people in it, that's where you get that um, gentrification from. So, you know, I think all of that is tied into each other, but I don't think that's the only reason why things are the way that they are. Right. Like we, there, there is a need for education. There Agreed. is a need for, you know, more food sources, but then there's also the trickle down effect of, do I want the giant in my neighborhood because the kids are going to steal from me? Well, then I'm not going to want to put my, my business right. in there. Right. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. but is it, it's an ownership issue on your on our part, like individually. But then there are also policies that need or situations resources. that need to resources exactly that need to be put in place so we can reap those benefits. But we have to appreciate those things when they come because if right. they come and we tear them up, it's no point in doing it in the first I agree. place. So I 100% agree. Correct. With that. And little Charles County was not little, but Charles County also has some issues. We very rarely hear about it because, and this is why I think sometimes we got where we are. And then this, we'll talk about the politician's reputation. I think this is where we got where we are, where we have someone in office sort of like Donald Trump, because he identified with a bunch of people who felt forgotten in Baltimore and in African-American, predominantly African-American or people of color areas. They're not the only places that are struggling. There's places in West Virginia that are struggling and it's predominantly white. There's places in the Midwest that are predominantly they're struggling. They do not have the capital. They do not have the resources. They need resources right here in Charles County. They need mental health services. They need help with the, the overdose issues that they're having up there they people are dying up there at mm-hmm. astronomical rates no one hears about it because they're they're white and it doesn't it doesn't translate as well like the opioid epidemic right the reason why it's an epidemic is because white people got the problem right. it doesn't translate the same way so is do you believe that a politician's reputation regarding the things that they got going on in their life should deter you from actually supporting them for me, Do you uh, agree? Uh, Who wants to, to grab this? Ryan, you've been quiet. Okay. So I want to ask you, would you uh, not vote for a politician based on their personal life, things that have happened in their personal life? Do you think that that should play into your vote? Uh, I don't think that things based on the person's uh, personal life should. No, I don't, because I separate the two. Uh, I separate the two within people in general, not just a president. Mm-hmm. I separate what I'm getting from your business based on how you feel. Honestly, I feel like no president cares about us. Like people, the little not, people. Not, uh, no, no, not us as black people. Just no, I mean the little people. guy. The no, just poor. people. Yeah, just, I just, oh, I, just I, anyone. I just, oh, okay. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think that that they that any like any politician is saying, hey, I want to do what's right for everybody. Well, one, you can't because everybody's different. But right. You just can't, right. Yeah, you can't, you can't do that. So, yes, I do. They I'll care about that money? Aside. That's why I said I like Obama. But I like Obama because of him as a person. I don't like Obama based on his policies. See, it's mm-hmm. a difference. So if you ask me if I care about Obama policies, no, I don't. Okay, so like let's flip it. Let's, let's flip it a little bit. So Obama didn't have a lot of scandal. Okay. Right. So let's say now we have two very imperfect candidates that have issues outside of just the policies. Does that weigh 
in on how you feel about that candidate. No. Okay. Can, can it you doesn't, say it but, oh, me or her? Her. I just didn't we have it. two imperfect candidates right, right now, and I asked Ryan. I guess I'll, I'll forward it over to you. Does that weigh? Oh. <laughs> does that weigh in on how you vote? Like, do, should you look at what they've said in the past, their tweets, the you know sexual assault allegations or sexual harassment allegations that those they have? Different things, do though. all of those things weigh in? That's those a part of their personal things. life. That is a part of no, their personal life. I mean, tweeting about what though? Like, if you don't no. vote for me, you're not black. That's no, different. No more because all of it. That goes into all of it at that point. Oh, well, well, all mean, of it. All of it. Really. Obama said there's not going to be another black president for generations. Say that again. Or because of Obama, there's not going to be another black president for generations. Tweeting well, that too. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with the tweet? Is that, uh, is that racist to say that? Because I feel yeah, like he didn't, he didn't kind of give a bad look. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if Trump is a bad look for, like, all conservatives, surely Obama would be a bad look for black politicians. Right? Wait, wait, hold on. Do you want me to explain how that's racist? Like, that, that, yeah, that, sure. Trump, that Trump tweeted that because of Obama, there's not going to be no... Or just have a statement if anyone said it would be racist. Right. It, it, because, first and foremost, there have been white presidents the entire time until Obama. Uh -huh. the second, and... Clearly, there's going to be more presidents, regardless of how bad any of the white presidents do. They're going to be white. This is how things are, and that goes to privilege. So I know you say something about uh, uh, identity politics. That is one of the major reasons why people consistently advocate for inclusion because of things like that. It's yeah, and that actually is an example of identity politics, right? Like, this is one of the big problems I have with Trump is that it, you actually were mentioning it earlier when you were saying, well, he always says that I'm the best president that uh, black people have ever had. And that is identity politics. Mm -hmm. like, the problem is that both now the, the media and the academy and now the corporations too have all bent in that direction. And now it's on us as people to say, no, we are all people like it's really it's easy for me because i'm mixed right just like obama's mixed like it's easy for a mixed person to be like hmm identity politics is a load right but i could see why if you weren't mixed it would be really easy to get really defensive about your race and be like oh well like you know i'm white and so i have to defend white people or i'm black so i need to like support black lives matter so i i hear you it's a problem on both sides it's yeah, yeah. So both the sides. biggest the biggest reason why i like when you say identity politics the biggest thing that I have with that that kind of bothers me is the fact that we wouldn't need to say it if there was more inclusion for everything. So mm -hmm. if, there, if, 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 there, if you could expect the next president to be any damn thing, then that would be great. But there's the, the chance and likelihood that the next president will be white consistently moving forward is way greater than anything else. And it's not. I don't think that's all the way true. Uh, I, 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 I think I, it's going to, I think the increase of minority presidents is going to grow but it, as, as like we move forward. I think Kanye West is good, as good a chance as anyone right now. I, I don't. Oh, I, I really wow. do not agree with that. And, I'm, and the reason, especially why, with that tweet, specifically goes back to it. He basically said, "This was y'all one chance to have something that's left that's not white to go up there and show that he can run the country." I personally disagree with how he ran. So that means the entire country will never give black people a chance for a long time. That was y'all one chance. So, so I will that is an example of identity politics. But that's not what he said, though. No, he, no, that's what the, the tweet says. Don't you look at that right now. Look, actually, look at the quote. Ahead, read, read the quote. Ryan, you have the, can you, well, I'm not going to make you share your screen. I don't know. You might have Pornhub up. Um, but can you read the, can you read the quote? 
He has done nothing for African Americans. You look at what's going wrong with their income levels. You look at what's going on with their youth. I thought that he would be a great cheerleader for this country. I thought that he'd do a fabulous job for the African American citizens for this country. He has done nothing. Okay, that I didn't see that tweet, but uh, and is that me, Trump? That's that Trump? this is a quote from Trump. Yes. Hold on, I, I I can quote you the tweet uh, exactly verbatim what he said. Um, one second. Um, While you're pulling that up, Ashley, go ahead. Yeah, you know, so part of my issue, I don't even remember the question now, but part of my issue around the personal, that outside, yeah, all that. My my problem with all of this is the fact that we get such an inside look into people's lives. Like, once upon a time, we Mm -hmm. would see politicians, they would come in their polished look, and we wouldn't know anything about their personal life, and there was no way to judge them. Like, Mm -hmm. as a person, when I'm interacting with another person, I'm going to judge you, whether you want to or not, whether you choose to or not, there is a subconscious response to the person that you see on that screen. So if you get the benefit of looking at somebody's tweets, that's telling you their inside thoughts. You know what I mean? Like that's telling you more than what you really need to know. This president has just taken question about that. I have a question about that of what of what you mentioned. So you said we didn't know. Okay, so we didn't know because we didn't have social media. Social media is the window into hell, really. Um, But it it has its benefits and it It has its down negatives. That's a fact. But couldn't that be part of the reason how we got here? That we didn't know the people that we were putting into office. We didn't know what they were about. But we knew Trump before we we um, voted him. Or y'all, I don't know who voted him. Uh, yeah, but, I, but, but the question is, <laughs> where? Where? Where are we? That's but like this so this bad? horribly divis- <laughs> the divisive situation. Like I mean, uh, we okay. have to, we have to be really upfront with the fact that everybody is, is divided. Is this one ready? Alex, okay, I just, I didn't want to, okay. you know, I you just never back. know with the screen. You know. No, I, I made sure before I said <laughs> okay. it. So, okay. so I want you to continue to, to, to go. And then I, this is the tweet that I'm talking about. Yo, that top, that top reply, though. Okay, so so this, this right here. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, I don't know how to like not share my screen. I mean, stop sharing very quickly. Oh, so, so for me, that is identity politics, as and he's a Republican. And right. also, to me, that was speaking to why people need to say more about being included. I feel like if you've seen everything everywhere, then they, they would be like, "Yo, like, there's been this, that, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, every kind of person, every single, everyone has the exact same level of access as the next person." You have people like Trump that automatically look at one person because of their race and assume that it's reflection on, on everyone black, even though he's biracial. And he thinks that because of Obama, there should be no more black presidents. For the, the so does that make him racist? So yes. do you believe that Trump is racist? Yes. Yeah, do you think that Trump oh, is yeah. racist? Yes. Oh, okay, wow. Alex because says yes. Please? Ashley, do you think Trump is racist? I think that he has no empathy. I think he's a sociopath. Okay. Okay. All right. Oh. Okay. And Justice, do you think Trump is racist? You know, if he's a racist, he's really awful at it. I mean, minorities are running away from the Democratic Party. You've got Kanye West, Candace Owens, Bryson Gray. All please, mind, please say some mind, other black people. Never mind please. all. Of, I was gonna say never mind all of the Asian Americans. Never mind all of the Asian Americans who are tired of being treated like second class citizens who really have like absolutely no voice. 
and 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 that is identity politics like this is the thing is like when you get into like oh is he racist like you almost have to get into identity politics but like you know look before COVID 19 we did have historically low black and hispanic unemployment people say he's racist but almost every example that they give is kind of like that one where like i don't think that that statement is actually on That's its face racist opinion, and well you're right it is my opinion <laughs> it, the question was do i think he's racist that's a question about my opinion people say that he's racist but like most of the examples of racism that they give are really just pro-america or america first whatever you want to call it uh statements and every president should be america first i don't want a china first president like we're gonna get a china first president under joe biden but how about a want... russia first president ryan yeah, what do you think that... about that <laughs> ryan is trump racist no okay He's not all right racist. so let, let's let's end, dig deeper into it ashley go ahead go ahead you know but at the end of the day he he definitely is playing the division you know optimizing his opportunity to divide right like right. you're you're they they call them dog whistles but these are things that are obviously offensive to certain groups of people whether it's chinese people whether it's black people he is doing this stuff and knowingly doing this stuff now but isn't everything obviously offensive to somebody no i was not I, not the way this is working out like question. you there is an obvious race war right now you know mm -hmm. people are, are very upset right now you okay. know especially our black americans uh -huh. and you're not even coming out the least he could do is say or do something that let people know that he appreciates did you watch his speech on friday i didn't watch the entire you should speech. watch his speech he was calling out like i mean he must have name dropped at least like eight really oh yeah he mentioned but i feel like that i feel like that was also a political stunt to be so he mentioned the political stunt. Do. he doesn't mention it he's right be because, <laughs> because only because he he writes his speeches in advance so I oh, have he to doesn't talk write about his own speeches. Come on. No, I know. I know. That Kaylee McEnany writes his spe speeches. That Yo, girl, she, she is, is immaculate um, at what she Yo, does. She you. don't make no sense to me, but she be spitting that story. If if you're watching this and you are like a version of Kaylee McEnany, I am single. All right. Oh. <laughs> let, me, let you know. Wait, wait. Are we talking about two different things here? <laughs> She's so sharp. She's so on point. She just like eats these media people alive, and but I she, love it. I mean, ethically, she has to be, be being eaten alive, seriously, because right. some of the stuff so, that she tries to spin to make true, I don't think she like. No, she was talking. Can you give me an example? Then before she got hired on her, but I want Ryan to, to jump in because uh, his perspective is important. Oh, yeah, because Ryan, you you looking down? You looking? You looking down? No, 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 no. Because you said uh, y'all said that you feel Trump divides us, right? Mm -hmm. My question is, what do you think about organizations like Black Lives Matter? You don't think that they divide us? I think there's a reason why it was spawned. Yeah, exactly. Um, which, okay. is, which, is, which is perpetuating the division. Right. So, so for me, let me, uh, let me, I want to answer that. And then I, I have a question for the people that don't believe this. So Black Lives Matter is mm -hmm. simply another method of mm -hmm. saying that black people want police accountability. So it, it, it should not be okay for you to be sitting in your house and you do a no knock um, raid and kill yeah. someone that wasn't even involved in it. That should yeah. not be something that you're like, okay, oh, well, uh, let me just go on home now. That, that's, that's, that, no, it's, that happens. I'm sure way more than what we're what we're being told. It doesn't happen that often. 
the numbers just don't. But but look, no, I agree with you 100. Absolutely, no knock warrants are a bad thing and probably should be getting rid getting rid of. Um, and that was that particular incident was an absolute travesty and like probably everybody should be fired, right? Uh, but the idea that it's like a systemic endemic problem that happens all the time. Literally last year, ten unarmed black Americans were killed by police, and like nine of them were being like belligerently out of control. So I'm no. not. Where I'm not are you getting your it. stats? Just so Probably people know where to get them. Washington Post uh, stats on uh, police violence. Okay, because I just want the, you, people to be able to go. Yeah, listen. You know, when you, another good stat is uh, the gun violence project. I, I can mm-hmm. find a link to do it. Sorry, go ahead. I do mapping, mapping. Uh, I think it's gun violence. violence. Okay. Mapping right. police yeah, violence. Yeah, mapping police yeah, violence. Yeah, yeah. I use that. Really yes. I want to go with Ryan. So let me. So let me. So Ryan, this is my this is my thing, and then I want you to. Okay. Bottom baseline, regardless of how Republicans spend it, regardless of the bad apples in the Black Lives Matter movement, it is just another avenue of saying, hey, we want things to be different and improved for everybody. And Alex, right, Black right, Lives Matter is a oh, Marxist oh, 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 front oh, oh, organization. Right now, black people are saying that overwhelmingly we do not feel that way. So can you help us feel that way? That is, mm. that is what they're saying. So that way everyone can feel the same. Can I tell you something? Go ahead, Ryan. I think the most important thing that you need to do or that everybody needs to do is separate what we feel about the phrase and the term Black Lives Matter between the organization Black Lives Matter. Right. You got to separate those two. Right. The reason why I say that is because if if racism isn't on everybody's mind, Black Lives Matter doesn't make any money. The things that we care about as far as Black Lives Matter, tell me this. We have, in my city, I'm from Pensacola. It's a very small city. In my city, we have a street where all of the people painted Black Lives Matter. You know what they did? They pretty much put a Nike sign on the street. We give Black Lives Matter the organization so much free promotion and now globally because other people in other countries are protesting with signs that say Black Lives Matter. And all of these people donate to this organization, Black Lives Matter. Do you know what happens with that money? No, 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 no. If you go and I'm not even making anything up. If you go on on the website right now and you hit donate, a whole different, a whole different website, a whole different website pops up. And and the website that that pops up is um, is Act Blue. It's Act Blue. Now listen, let me explain something about Act Blue. So when you donate this money to Black Lives Matter, you don't realize you're actually donating to Act Blue. This is what Act Blue does. Act Blue gives their money, Bernie, 2020, 186 million dollars. You know that that money that you cared about this police brutality that you donated to. Okay, cool. 186 million to Bernie. Okay, 119 million to Biden. Okay, Elizabeth Warren, ninety-three million. All of this money that we are, but are it's money bo- in politics. We we're not going to pull up the money, money that's backing Trump. No, 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 no. But you're not understanding. The, you're not. I get what you're saying. Important. You're saying that they're using Black Lives Matter in order to funnel money to the Democratic using Party, using racism, racism in order to get people yeah. to vote. I, I hear you. I hear you. Totally. You remember? I'm in the middle. I hear what you're saying. But this, but this is but this is the party that people feel. Hey. If you black, you're not supposed to be Republican. Well, this is manipulation, and you don't see it. I don't get that one. It's so obvious. I don't understand why you don't. I don't know how anybody. Is this question directed towards Ryan, or is this for the panel? So let me let me let me let me finish. Let me let me me respond to that, and then I want to ask another question. So the Black Lives Matter 
financial abuse because honestly i don't really believe in donating to any organization whatsoever because i've never benefited at all from any black education or black empowerment uh charity whatsoever my entire life and i don't if i go online if i go online (laughs) to to search how to become benefited by it it's very hard to find so i can i can completely get with you if there's abuse there fine but for me i don't focus on the organization i focus on the symbolism of the symbolism of it you can't but that's what that's what, what i do that's just personally just so is I your do. issue ryan the the hashtag and the fact that it's being attached to a financial institution my, my, my position is the free promo the, the my position is everybody that phrase is so powerful because it's true black lives that's matter right. it's so true but when everybody's saying this constantly, 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 you you raising this big awareness in this company that's worth five hundred and sixty-five million. But it's like, what are you doing for us? Nothing, because right. all you care about is is putting this into Democrats. Uh, you know what I mean? I, I don't even care. That's if you an put interesting it- perspective too, because you know what I noticed. Um, Kaylee McEnany, the press secretary, she always says all Black Lives Matter instead of saying Black Lives Matter. I always thought that was a little off, but now that you're saying that, that kind of resonates with me a little bit. I didn't, I didn't think of that. It That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I'm, I just, I'm just, I'm, I'm against it because it's just that you have to realize that once, like he just told you how many. Um, black people died under police brutality last year right i so think the numbers are slightly off though because mapping police violence is doesn't that say that unarmed black people okay my bad there violence you last year the total number of black people is 259 of those 259 black people that were killed by police last year 200 i think two of them well, were armed right <laughs> yeah okay so, so like, Right. So with that, just with that being said, all I'm saying is if so the statistics, white person- the, just so that everybody that's watching the statistics okay. that I'm looking at are slightly different. So you depending on where you go, you may get different statistics. I just want to put okay. that out there. Oh, we're not CNN. Oh. We're not Fox News. We want you to be able to verify these sources and mm-hmm. actually go and get them. Independent research matters. Which is uh-huh. that in New York City, OK, every year, more black babies are aborted than are born. Okay, and that's in New York City alone. In Maryland, it's it's a crazy number. I don't even want to get into it. So, like, when you want to talk about all Black Lives Mattering, the real thing that is like killing Black people is. But we can't have the babies born, and then you want to strip all of the the benefits from the mom. I mean, I think that when they say all Black Lives Matter, they mean all Black lives that matter that are going to benefit them. Well, let's just be real. In politics, that's what we're dealing with. We're dealing with who is going to benefit us, and how are you going to benefit us? We need to take the money out of politics. Let's look at the Black Lives Matter org. Okay, let's look at Black Lives Matter. You're talking about the money part. And okay you're, you're right ryan but you should go to global action too. part you should go to that part that part's right. hilarious it, it's messed up the uh, global actions they okay first of all what's that part, what's disrupt, that part? they want to disrupt the western prescribed nuclear family if i can't if i could like make up something that disrupt nuclear i couldn't do it wait a minute right? you're breaking like, up a little bit you're breaking up there's nothing you could do that would be worse for African Americans than disrupt the nuclear family. And it's funny because it's exactly what the Democratic Party has done for the last 50 years. In like the 50s and 60s, you had, I think, 70 percent of or some in the 70s, some percentage that was like the overwhelming majority of African-American children grew up with two parents in the house. Now it's down to like 
20 or 30 percent and it's because of democratic policies in the inner cities that are overwhelmingly always democratic black agenda or just a general agenda i think it's the democrats it's a, it's a general agenda i think it's a so general let me, agenda let me, let me, let me I, I okay that. and then we're going to move to the next we're going to move to the next topic I, I didn't even ask the question about the race okay, okay so i'm not going to i have like a, a top to bottom sheet of racist stuff that donald trump said you probably can't see, see that all that writing so one egregious thing that i felt i would like to understand the difference uh the how it's you different so when donald trump told four uh people of color women that were in congress to go back to their crime infested countries in which they came and three of them were from this country how was that not racist and i and i will explain to you if you do not understand how that is racist i will explain to you very much so wait ilhan omar and uh uh i cortez and one person right. from okay so, so she please from the united states uh one of them was was from uh haiti i don't know i didn't hear what you said let's say that they were four let's say they were four random you didn't hear who who i didn't hear alex oh I didn't hear what you said, Alex. For some reason, you're a little muffled to me. Sorry. Um, oh, here we go. All right. So it might what just I, be me. No, so it, it's a little muffled. Oh, sorry. So what I said so was you were wrong because Rashida Tlaib was born in Palestine. Oh, sorry. I was. I was <laughs> and so, Ilhan okay. Omar was born in Somalia. No, no, no. And... They said no, no. They said that the, 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 I don't know what you're looking at. I heard that three of them were born here. But let's say they was only wrong. Okay. So let's say hold on. So let, let's yeah. say it's wrong. I'm not, I don't know what you're looking at. Let's say it's wrong. Ocasio-Cortez, clearly born here. To tell someone of color to go back to the crime-infested country in which they came when they were from mm -hmm. this country, there are so many levels of racism packed into that one statement. So I would like to know how that is not something racist. That's like one of the- You just didn't. Oh, you know, I'm sorry. I was wrong. Rashid Tlaib is from Detroit. Her parents are from Palestine. Right. Okay. So I, I was well, wrong. And, and I was it's wrong. three, I'll I'm telling you, three people were born here, but whatever you, <laughs> I appreciate you saying that, that well, because Rashida Tlaib is always talking about how, I mean, Rashida Tlaib is more pro-Palestine than she is pro-America. No, Almost it's everything it's she it's says it's is oriented around Palestine. Well, no, I mean, it's, it's, your, it's, it's your pretty opinion. obvious. We can't, we, can't, we, can't go with, we can't go with how our perception of how another person is. It's, it's still a, a well, like your opinion that that's So he right? wants to know, so let, let's do this. Right. Let's do this. Is that statement of assuming someone is not American based mm. on solely the color of their skin, is that racist? I don't think it's solely based on the color of their skin. I think it's okay. based on their statements accent. and their actions. And he, uh, the and accent I, is kind of goes listen, with the listen, color. I'm just going to so be honest so with you. I feel the same thing, so I guess I'm racist then. The I'm sorry, Ashley, what did you say? I said, so can media have an effect on how we're making our assumptions? Yes. Uh, media, media has 1,000% effect on how people make, yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I media agree with that. Like, also, yeah. like, do you know people that don't make statements like this occasionally? That's what I'm saying. Like, do you know a single person who like is just completely like? Wait, what's that? Hold on, I'm just trying to understand it because I feel like it's not really being explained. So you're saying this by action. How are they acting like they're from a different country? Rashida Tlaib is constantly pro-Palestining to the degree that it's actually awful. Okay, so hold on a second. So hold on a second. They're from this country. They're not. They don't know. The three of them don't know any other country besides this one. So if they're saying that they would like to make things better in this country, as Donald Trump was talking shit about Obama the entire time he was in office, as though he was fucking up this country and he didn't feel as though he wanted to leave or no one was telling okay. him that he should go. Sure. Why is it that you're thinking it's based on their behavior? When they're how do you behave like? Well, 
different country. I just don't think like one statement, even even if it was much more obviously racist, I don't think that like one statement makes someone a racist or not. Okay, a racist. And I, and I just I, know too many real people who right, like say so, like okay. things. You know right, what I mean? Right, like, right, like, right. I'm, trying to, I'm trying to. I'm just really just trying to like unpack that that because I, I we can go down the list and we will just be here I mean, un unpack day. unpack Ilhan Omar migrates to the United States mm -hmm. but with I, I, 70 okay when Obama was in office he allowed 70,000 Somalian refugees into that district of uh, of Minnesota okay that is the same district right now that has been burning for days and days and days that then the governor because they're not able to keep their own like law and order in check asks the federal government for aid to repay for the damages of the riots right this is how it works Okay, you've got you've got foreign influences, and it's funny because everybody talks about Russia. You know, they talk about Russia for three years. There's never any substantive evidence for it whatsoever. But when we have an actual yeah. congresswoman from Somalia who who is in a district with seventy thousand uh, Somalian refugees who are allowed to vote because you're not allowed to ask for an ID at the voter box, like that's the most obvious. No. Uh, yeah, I think we're we're going to a place yeah. where we're sure. we're not. Yeah. So here's what we're going to do. We, we got another topic because we, we're running short on time. So we're going to have to unfortunately leave that one there. But I feel like we were getting into a place. No, we're definitely in a place. I'm sorry, answer. I'm like a, a direct answer how degeneralized that these women are not only from different countries, but they're from crime infested countries. Like, he just looked at their skin color. Somalia? Like, you're from crime. You're from crime. You're from crime. Uh, I don't know what countries y'all are from, but it must be crime infested because of your race. Not only so, we're from so here. So, Somalia and Palestine are objectively but crime infested. They're not from those countries. Three of them were not from any other country besides this one. He assumed that their race, it could have been from any. But it's a, I think it's a fair mistake to make about Rashida Tlaib it's and racist. obviously Ilhan Omar. Who, it's I, racist. That's like the first well, thing. I do want to say that. Sure. All right. So I, I, I would concede that the statement is a little bit racist. Thank I think you. it's I mean, okay. Go ahead, Ashley. I think it's generally unfair to make assumptions about anybody based on their outward appearance because you can make a lot of assumptions about me, and it, it, most of it'll be inaccurate. So, so wait, have y'all never made there. orange man joke? I would never. Well, well but my thing is, but he's orange. I mean, orange is not a. We can see he's oh, orange. We can see he's orange. Okay. Just like who is orange? Like what? So what race is orange? But what I'm saying is okay. the assumptions that we're making are based or influenced yep. by either where we come from, our environment, the That's media, true. the things we consume. Absolutely. So for it to be an entire debate, we just spent 10, 15 minutes trying to debate whether or not they deserve to be from Somalia, if they actually are from Somalia, if Somalia is crime infested. None of that really. <laughs> really is not that's none of that is the point the point is that we make assumptions and we need to one look at people for people Yes. That's the first thing, and for two, not to be so sensitive about it on both ends of the spectrum. Agreed. Yes. Agreed. Yes. On this, on this note, we have much to argue about. Let's Actually, let's get on coronavirus. Um, so, with the coronavirus response, do you feel that it has been a little bit of a lag because of the partisanship on both sides? Should have been more of a lag in the response to <laughs> to getting no, things like, together so, because with coronavirus it has become a political issue yep. even to 
whether or not you wear a mask, whether or not you believe in coronavirus, all of this stuff has become partisan. Let's talk about coronavirus because tens of thousands of New Yorkers are dead right now because we rushed to conclusions and the governor of New York did the same exact thing that our governor did, which was called a right to return law to nursing homes. Okay, so he's putting sick people with COVID-19 into nursing homes as a matter of law, and it literally killed tens of thousands of people. When you compare that to the red states that didn't do this crazy, I mean, literally like all the states, the like states top five states of coronavirus death are all balloon states. And it's because these governors got into an arms race to see who could overreact the most. And this is the problem I, I spoke about earlier, when you've got a bunch of over-credentialed neurotics running the country and a bunch of governors who just think that doing anything is is considered a good thing, right? It doesn't matter what the action is. As long as you're acting, it'll be able to get you more votes. If Cuomo gets reelected, it's absolutely an indictment of New Yorkers and just how gullible they are because it's the biggest tra tra uh, travesty I've ever seen. And H Hogan, the fraud, did the exact same thing. We're going to parking lot that. Okay. Now, Ashley, you're a nurse. I want to get your take on this. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, what's the question? So we're talking about coronavirus. Do yes. you feel that the response one was was adequate or was it delayed because of the partisanship that's going on right now? We have made this think, a partisan issue. Yes, it is. a part. So again, it goes back to the division. I'm totally anti-division. Like we need to come together and come up with strict criteria. It should be consistent across the board. Like if this, then that. Um, so coronavirus in and of a coronavirus in and of itself it exists it's out there you know and the issue is that when people don't see it they don't really believe it and then the yeah. other issue is that media for a, a period of time was downplaying it saying that it wasn't really a thing calling it different names and saying this that and the third so then it ingrained into certain people that is not really a thing and then other people who are actually seeing it or you know know somebody who's experienced it feels differently again now you're you have that battle that's going on and i think that's really what caused the slowdown of the response okay all right and put on and, a mask okay ryan Hmm? What are uh, your thoughts? Do you feel like it's partisan? Like whether you wear a mask is versus Democrat or Republican and the Democrats went too fast and the Repu Republicans went too slow and we made this a partisan issue. No, I, I, I'm not putting uh, I, I, me personally. I just don't put politics with diseases. Um, I just but that's the that's the question. Do you right, feel like right. that's what happened and why we've had a lag in actually treating and getting rid of the coronavirus here? No, I think people just don't want to stay in the, in the house and they need to just chill. Like I, I just put that more on people more than anything else. I watched the 4th of July. People just out swimming pool parties in Texas. It's just people it's just they're not taking it serious yeah that's what i'm saying like, I, can't, okay. I can't blame uh, so you don't blame... think it's a partisan issue you think it's just the individual people are what's causing this virus to continue to spread continue but, you know, to spread thank you that part right there because okay. this could have been done a long time ago if people just sat their ass just in the house yeah right. but they no, didn't want to but that's you don't think it, work. it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have disappeared because i mean it wouldn't have disappeared it would have only slowed the spread and you'd still have the same surface area under the curve and you know our, our initial objective in all the mitigation actions that we took was to flatten the curve so that was to yeah so that we did not overwhelm the healthcare system which we didn't do and now we're seeing we didn't the do it here we didn't do it here but in new york it, it was overrun 
Well, yeah, but they had the one of the hardest crackdowns of anybody. Like in Florida, York, is starting yeah. to no, ramp they, up now. Yeah, only they, in terms they, of they cases, waited. but not in terms of death numbers. You have to look at the death no, numbers. The death numbers are the real metric. The case numbers. This thing could have been very. I mean, first of all, the CIA has pictures of Chinese <laughs> hospitals blowing up in like August of last year. So the timeline for this thing is completely out of whack. I think that in all cases. We, we have to think intelligently about like what's actually happening here. Everybody cracking down on Trump about, well, he didn't act, he didn't act, he didn't act. We have, we have a system in this country called federalism, right? Like mm -hmm. he doesn't have the power to act. And if he took the power, everyone would have called him a fascist. So he actually did the right thing by really not- Leaving it up to much. the states, even though in places like South Dakota, they had entire plants of people that had completely gotten sick. They had clusters there that they left Un, she didn't do anything, the governor there, because she wanted to be under Trump. And she wanted to show Trump that she was doing what he told her. We had the governor in Texas who did a very similar thing. Although the numbers right now are going up and the deaths haven't death necessarily death. reached there yet. We don't know. We don't know yet. No, in South Dakota, in South Dakota, 97 people have died from coronavirus, okay? Like, calling that an like an epidemic is just outrageous florida has the same oh, in that particular they had a whole plant the smithfield plant they had uh, like a hundred people in that plant alone right, right but that's anecdotal evidence and it's not really indicative of whether or not south dakota Everything did the right thing or new york that, there's, no, there's no real studies right. out but we there. do know that new york and the democratically run states but it's new york is also much more dense and they have one of the first set of cases and they ignore i'm talking about states all like i think it's like a hundred thousand out of the hundred even in new york state as a general when you look at how many people are in new york state versus south dakota all the deaths are in democratic states why would we take democratic advice on how to run the whole country there's more people there. Right. It's and, more yeah. dense. And it goes uh, there's back always to some an excuse, though. So then why should we take that advice seriously? Like, why should but we take this advice? Maybe seriously? you shouldn't and just see what happens. Like in Florida, like I said, the numbers, the death numbers haven't gotten there yet. But I think it, that's exactly I'm right. sure I think it will. Been, been right. So what, you're sure know. that it will. What makes you sure that it will? I mean, oh, I, oh I'm sure those numbers are going to go up it's because people I, I was on both sides, no one is listening to anything. Right. Oh, of course, the numbers will go up. But the question is, will rate of change go up and rate of change? Is and people are getting up. people are getting sicker in Florida. COVID, the okay. hospital. COVID people are going to the Florida. hospitals in Florida. Oh. So yeah, it's just not Arizona, true. In Arizona, in Texas. It's just it's true. The numbers in Florida, I'm looking at them right now. The numbers in Florida, the death numbers have been flat since April 5th. It's more or less the same. I mean, this is but just there's a lag true. in that in, right, a right, lag right. in the data. So the cases a two as the week cases, lag, a four week lag. I mean, you we don't know the definite numbers. We don't right, know right. that because this there is, are no real this studies for this. This is of the highest order. So I guess the answer argument. would be the answer I would have for justice is this since you believe coronavirus because one of two things cannot be true and this is the issue I think with re the Republican Party either coronavirus is not real and That's it is something that has been trumped up and made up by Democrats or it is real and it is something that we should be concerned about it's real and you have courage and you act wisely and you never panic so trump what does courage said, have to do with anything right. <laughs> lions coming said, after me <laughs> trump literally said that it was a democratic hoax and that it wasn't real 
He said that he said the uh, media response was a hoax. This is no, but he, a thousand he times. The media response is a hoax. No, no he he actually did he, say that on multiple no. occasions. No, that, that he he that. Yeah. So I feel like yes, like regardless of who is who, who is um. Who has been this was he said that the coronavirus was a hoax made up right, by left. Yes. He so and he's saying that the virus does not exist. It, right. And then when he finally realized President Trump referred to coronavirus as a hoax during a February 28th. Is that your birthday, Ashley? February 28th? You're muted. Oh, she's she's muted. <laughs> uh, she's <laughs> Sorry. Um, he said it the 26th, and then he said it again a couple days later, which is, I think, mm -hmm. the 28th. Right. So, I mean, so let me just put that out there real quick. So, regardless of who's using it. To now, the Democrats are politicizing the coronavirus. You know that, right? Coronavirus. Well, they're if they were, if they we did were, one of the great jobs. You say, how's President Trump doing? Know, they go, said, oh, not good, said, not good. They have no clue. They don't have said, no clue. They can't even count their votes in Iowa. They can't even count. No, they can't. They can't count Why their should votes. we listen to Democrats when their cities have the most deaths? Why should we listen to a president or a Republican party or political party that denies science? And oh, my gosh. The economic. Hold on, it puts I the economic it. um success over the lives of individuals. So once everyone's it's called risk mitigation, you're doing a single factor analysis on a very complex problem. If your only factor of analysis is deaths, then you just shut down everything forever. You would you would ban roads. You would only die on cars in cars all the time. You would ban you would ban abortions. You would ban guns. You would ban sugar. You would ban cigarettes. You would ban everything if all you cared about was protecting people from death. This is America, the land of the free, the home of the brave. We take risks, and that is our national lives. There's a video. Um, that is our national freedom. I think it is Betty Bauer. I think um, she... We didn't uh, even finish the hoax thing. It's funny. This is a hoax that he said it's a hoax. So one of my people came up to me, Mr. President, they tried to beat you on Russia, Russia, Russia. That didn't work out too well. They tried the impeachment hoax. So, okay. So here's, I can't hear you both talk at the same time. So I want to pull out what I think both of you are saying. So right now, what you're saying, Justice, is that the hoax of the coronavirus is something that the Democrats are doing now that they could not get it's Donald Trump media, on Russia. And it's always what something. Alex is trying to say <laughs> is that he definitely did say that oh, wait, the, I'm looking at the quote right now. here. I'm looking at the quote right in front of me. I'll just show you the video. Show me, go ahead, show us the video. It's, oh, it's even yeah, more obvious yeah, in the video yeah, that he's referring yeah. to the media. Do y'all see the video? <laughs> No, that. you have to what share video? your you have to share your screen thought, with I us. Thought I screen. You screen. it went away. Yeah, it okay, went away. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you have it. to share the screen. Okay. All right, well, let me show you video. Uh, all this stuff. Okay, here we go. Politicizing the coronavirus. You know that right? coronavirus. They're politicizing it. We did one of the great jobs. You see, House President Trump doing a young bone. They have no clue. They don't have any clue. They can't even count their votes in Iowa. They can't even count. And this is their new hopes. But, you know, we did something that's been pretty amazing. We have 15 people in this massive country. And because of the fact that we went early, we went early, we could have had a lot more than that. We will do everything in our power to keep the infection and those carrying the infection from entering our country. We have no choice. Whether it's the virus that we're talking about or many other public health threats, 
The Democrat policy of open borders is a direct threat to the health and well-being of all Americans. Now, you see it with the coronavirus. Okay, so let me just pause this. So in the beginning, and this is this is I swear to God, I feel like I use I lose brain cells every time I listen to this next week. So in the beginning, he said the Democratic uh, coronavirus was the new hoax, and then he recognizes that the coronavirus is affecting the country, and that because of the Democratic open border policy, it's flooding in. So if it's a hoax, how can it be a hoax? But then where somehow the Democrats are letting it in the country, it's like backwards ass talking. Exactly, cheap, duh. He wasn't saying the virus was a hoax. He's saying the, no, he the said, way the media politicizes it is the hoax, dude. I, I mean, I, I think at the end of the day, it's about <laughs> your perception of whether you like or dislike the liberal side or the conservative side. Because I think it's all about your perception. Because technically, if you take his words for what he said, that's what he said. But the interpretation would be up to you as the person right. to figure out exactly what he's saying. But yeah. the, here's yeah. what we're going to do with this. Since, you know, Back again, this is this is like it, up, for, up for grabs. We're still very much in coronavirus. So we have to wait and see. So, I mean, from what I'm hearing from both sides, it seems like with... Of can I make it, a prediction? And you guys can call me on this. Okay. A year out, by January 1st, there will be somewhere between 150,000 and 250,000 coronavirus deaths in the United States. I predicted that in January of this year, and I'm sticking to it, and I'm pretty sure it's going to be right on. Okay, we'll we'll see what happens with that. I hope that we can keep that. Right no, now, I guess I guess my issue. No, is we're we're little... gonna go to another. Uh, okay. okay. We're going to go to another. I mean, technically, we have three minutes, but if we went over. I mean, it's my platform. I can do what I want. It depends on what you, you guys are doing. I'm here all night. I'm nope. here all oh, night. You're here all night. You're pulling an all nighter? I'm here all night. I'm going to pour a drink. I want to cover all the Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, let me play a, the, another commercial. Get you guys, get situated in what you need, and then we'll come back. Welcome. To the show where we discuss the culture and where we stand in it. Current events. And advice that you may not get anywhere else. Although our debates may get heated at times, always remember, these, these are, are just, just our, our opinions. opinions. I go by the name of Chad. In every episode, we'll be talking to someone new to discuss topics and, and pick, pick their, their brains. brains. You are listening to the Chad and Friends Podcast. That gentleman sounds familiar as well. I don't know where I'm yeah. hearing these, these people. He sounds so familiar. I just, I don't know. Yeah. My podcast is so opposite of that trailer, too. <laughs> it's a, it's, it's so an amazing opposite. trailer, though. It is. Thank you. It's an amazing trailer. I do like it quite a bit. Um, I feel bad. I should have sponsored this show. <laughs> hey, you can send me the video. I certainly will play it if you have it. So... We, we appreciate everybody, but I want to get to 2020 election results, predictions, and why. So we were talking about predictions. What do you think is going to happen? So it, it's November now, November 2020. You, you went to sleep. You woke up. You watch Fox News, CNN, whatever you like to watch. And the result says what? Can I start? Go ahead. 
All right, cool. Thank you. Um, I'm going to give my predictions and I'm going to give my why. Okay. Okay. My predictions is Trump will still be president. Okay. And my why is because if you if you've noticed exactly what this whole show that we just did today was about, it's literally exactly what Joe Biden has been talking about. Trump's racist coronavirus. That's it. I haven't heard anything about what he actually plans on doing. I just heard him spew a whole bunch of stuff out. But it seems like his fight is only Trump's racist coronavirus. And have you heard Trump's to, response to that? Uh, I know I heard a lot. Yes, but you know why? Because What's I his... actually watch Trump's speeches and not videos where they chop something. And then oh go no, I've watched his speeches and then as chop well. it, and then go through yeah. five minutes later and play something else and make it seem like everything he said is, you know, wishwashy. Oh no, um, no, no! I've watched his like, speeches like, like from beginning to end. Watching, to my know, head, it was hurts. Chopped up three times, but anyway, no, I, I, I actually think Biden, the full versions of his interviews are actually the his speeches are worse than the chopped up version, but that's okay. That, no, really I've watched that. them. They to me, my okay. personal opinion. Well, but wait. go ahead. Um, I'm gonna let Justice tell since Ryan said Trump will be president because he has policies. He's given out the economy. That's what he believes. What do you think is going to happen? What are your results pre predictions and why, Justice? Trump is gonna win all 57 states. Black and Hispanics are way more conservative than I think our generation thinks that they are. We've got lots of Christians in both those communities. I think minorities are walking away from the Democratic Party as fast as they can. They're tired of seeing babies die. They're tired of seeing gun control laws devastating their streets. They're tired of all the corruption in pretty much every single city. Baltimore not excluded. Yeah, Trump's going to win in a landslide. Connie's going to split the Democratic vote, probably. And, okay. Uh, it's yeah. interesting you say that. Um, right. Just so that you say that, just 52% of voters surveyed, they were at least somewhat confident in Biden's mental huh. faculties and physical somewhat stamina, confident. but only 45% of voters felt the same way about Donald Trump. And 57% of silent generation men voted conservative, 41% of millennial men leaned to the right. And they said among women, 48% of the silent generation are conservative. However, what it's looking like is that 70% of millennial women identify as Democrat or lean Democrat. So it's the highest percentage of any category. And it usually seems like women are going to be the deciding factor here. So that that's interesting to see what will happen. And have then you, when have they all ever been polled in one of these? That was actually polled, the mammoth <laughs> poll. But that's the same thing about anything that you say about yeah. with Trump's numbers. Like when Trump no, is no, toting how black people feel polls. about him, yeah, I've never, they've never asked me. I don't look at the polls. I talk to real human yeah. beings because the polls are wrong in 2016. Polls. Yeah, remember the polls in 2016? Nate I remember the polls in yeah. 2016. All right, and I, I thought Trump was going to win. I, when, I, when I was talking to people, and I, people were talking about, I thought he was going to win. I was like, yo, there are a lot of voices that are very pro-Trump and y'all are so sure Hillary Clinton's going to win. They're like, no, there's no way. Uh, and then it's like she got destroyed. I'm like, dude, like it's literally a response. But do polls like, matter? So you're saying that you believe. I believe you have to talk to the people on the ground. Like, and, and okay. you have to talk to people outside of your orbit. I was about to say, and, how you find yeah. the people? Yeah, so you have a lot of. So Conservatives this is lie on the poll. So <laughs> I go to various uh, platforms that uh, have opinions at the bottom. So, or so if, it, if it's either Facebook, if it's YouTube, if it's certain um, political leaning websites, you just have conversations. You get to just what people are saying, and then you get people. The, the more important vote is the independent vote. So, so you like, for example, polls. Well, I don't believe polls can really 
determine either way. So like the polls that are So we should out, scrap them. Basically, like the thing the polls of Biden is leading double digits, they're essentially the same candidate, but just very different in different ways. They're essentially the same candidate. Um, in my opinion, um, maybe Trump is more polished in terms of the things that he wants, border walls. Uh, you said that Biden what? and Trump are the same? I feel like in terms of moral, morally, I feel like morally they're essentially I think they're uh, like very, that. I think as far as the, as a person, not as policy, we're not talking about policy, but no, I think personally they're very similar people. They kind of say about. what they mean, like, like they, they're not polished, they say whatever comes to their mouth. They're Trump very similar. When he as, can think of the words, Biden definitely says what comes to mind. Yeah, right. I mean, but we're right. not gonna. Well, right. so here's the thing. I, I just so I want to I want to say this, and then I'll, I'll let you you speak, Alec. Right. When we look back at just videos in general and riding, if we're going to put one person out there, we might as well put them both out there equally. I've never seen so teleprompter Trump is. It's hard to watch because you can see that he's clearly reading a teleprompter. Yeah, um, yeah. it's very hard to watch. That and was Friday. He mispronounces stuff. It's it's very hard to watch. So we're not going to sit here and say that Donald Trump's faculties are better than yeah, Joe Biden's. I think we're both. Order. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I've never seen That's anything like that in my life. But I think we're at the same place. I, like I'm not. I don't love Joe Biden, and I definitely don't love Donald Trump. Like, we're just in a place where, unfortunately, we have to pick the lesser of two evils, which is my problem. I feel like mm -hmm. we need to change the way we vote. We should mm -hmm. have a, a rank like system. I don't like the every the take-all vote. I don't like that. I feel like it takes away from actually what we want. Vote. Right. It takes away the power of the vote. No, I, I, I agree with I that. Agree. Yeah. No, I don't agree with that, but I got a question. Sorry. I, I just got a question. Um, You said you feel you got to choose the lesser of two evils. Yes. And who is that? Oh, I'm I'm going from Biden. How? How is he the lesser of two evils? I don't. Well, for me, it's never about that. the racist stuff. Like Trump mm -hmm. is uh, Trump to me is that he's not a great person. Just personally, to me, just from so, looking at the things that okay. he's done in the past. But I'm not even looking at that. I'm looking mm -hmm. at stuff like when he talks about the tax cut, and then I'm looking at it because I'm one of those 13 percent of people that taxes did not go down. Right. So mm -hmm. you when you look at who benefited from that tax cut, it was mostly the wealthy. Me as a middle class person, it didn't really benefit me that much. And when you start to look at the tax code and he said he was going to simplify it, he kind of did, but he really didn't. And then when you looked at the business side of it, it kind of helped small businesses, but then it really didn't. So when you look at it and then he phases out the tax cut for the middle and lower class, by 2027. So our tax cut is not permanent, whereas these the very rich, wealthy people are gonna get these tax cuts for a while. So I'm like, those are the types of things that I look at as a person who's kind of in the middle. Like, how does he help me? My life didn't get better under Donald Trump. It, it just didn't, it it didn't change. So Bernie pushed for permanent tax cuts for the for the middle class and Trump and the Republican Party that had the majority would not go for it, but they pushed for insane tax cuts for the corporations and made them permanent. I will not ever forget that. And so it's not even simply like um, a Trump or Republican. Alex, can you explain on a philosophical level why there should even be corporate taxes? 
why they should be corporate tax cuts. I and from the perspective of the Republicans, they feel as though they can hire more, they can increase the wages of the employees. No, but I mean on like a philosophical level, like a legal level, why do you tax corporations at all? Why do I mean they why should I get taxed? Shit. Like uh, why am I worried about corporations? Why am I getting taxed and not only get a say and what my tax money is going to well, so if you don't if you shouldn't get taxed, why should anyone get taxed? I would love it where no one got taxed. I mean you, the Republican Party is so poor. I'll just throw this out there. My taxes did go down. My small business my is doing down. better, at least partially as a result of and here I'll also throw this out there because people like the version signal. I didn't take any PPP money. Because, I did not either. Yeah, either. because it just feels wrong to take money from the government when they are so absolutely corrupt and evil. <laughs> right, so let me, can I ask the, That's right. not why I didn't take it, but question. So for lesser fuels, so I am about the, um, because I'm an identity politics person that wants inclusion and stuff, I am for that. And I feel like Trump does not represent that at all. Um, even if, if Joe Biden inherently doesn't feel that way, he's not going to be proudly saying, oh, uh, Mexicans are rapists and drug dealers, let's go to wall, keep them out, stuff like that. He's not going to be pushing uh, policies that are against both Do you think we should have an open border? Immigration. Do you um, think we should have an open border, Alex? I'm sorry? You think we should have an open border? I never said we should have an open border. But Donald Trump, but hold on, but hold on. That's, I didn't say an open border, but I said Donald Trump has been pushing against legal and illegal immigration. He's been making it harder for people from other countries that don't have the certain skills. So I mean, my dad's an immigrant. I got a horse in this race. But, you know, as far as like an American, it's definitely better for Americans if we let in fewer people. I don't I, but I don't think that should be. Up let me ask you this, because you both actually said something in common. You, you basically kind of just said, I feel like it's better for me to vote for the other guy. Like that's, you're talking to me both of you is a very pragmatic argument is like from my perspective it's better for me to do this is yeah is they're not like an ideological or like sort of philosophical grounding so, to this so, so i think that it's better for in my opinion for um the majority in my opinion because i feel as though the majority should have equal access to the same things everyone else has there should not be one body of people saying you should you shouldn't be allowed to do this or you shouldn't be allowed to do this but i can do it. but you also feel like we should let in more immigrants so that they can also take advantage of the i same feel like this should not this should not be it should not be made and hard. nobody should pay taxes to pay for it i'm sorry and nobody should pay taxes to pay for it honestly if they're going to use my taxes then they need to be doing things that benefit me with my taxes or if they're taking it from corporations they should be yeah, yeah have but, you ever looked at the baltimore city budget they don't do anything. I'm not no, talking everything. Everything. Everyone should if go look at the budget. Taxes, no, the the budget taxes. in Baltimore City is crazy. Um, uh, yeah, and, and they lie about it. You can't get like the definitive source of information in any one place. You have to like look around and put them all It's it's, it's so, hard a lot of places. And being a person in the nonprofit industry, which is one of the oh. most corrupt industries of them all, and that's another reason because Donald Trump made it easier for corrupt nonprofits to get money and to kind of mask who's donating money, why they're donating money. So these are the things that I'm looking at. Like, I don't like the personal part of it matters to me. I think you should have somebody that has morals, but I think you also have to look at it. When I vote for somebody, I vote based on what it's going to do for me personally and my family. I don't vote against my best interests. I, I see people do that a lot. When mm. I see, like I said, I have a, I have a small business, so of course- Do you when, think voting for the senile old man who will be shadow I think, puppet for the- yeah. 
uh, that's, how that, that's how bad Donald Trump appears. I'm I think they're both a little, little. I mean, allegedly, I, I think they're both a little senile personally. They're definitely uh, both old men. That's but yeah, I think they're both a little senile. We're we're uh, not going to go there. But like, so he made I a mean, promise as well Nobody as for business. The name of the Lord Almighty. Yeah, uh, but Donald Trump can't even hold a Bible. Like we're we're not gonna do this. He, he, he doesn't know history. He doesn't know the United States history. He messes that up all the time. And I was like, you don't have to mess it up because you don't have to use it. If you don't know it, no one's asking you to give history facts. So we're not about, we're not gonna do that. But so did you watch the speech on Friday? The uh, hold on, a I'm sorry. Lisa, did you uh, watch the speech on Friday? I did not watch his speech on Friday. I, I did it intentionally. I'm really curious what you think about it. I mean, uh, I did it intentionally. I'll be, be just, I did it intentionally. I tried to watch because you can go back and watch it later because with all the things that were going on, I did not want to watch it when it was going on. But. Because you didn't want to contribute to his numbers that he'd be bragging about. <laughs> That's the same thing I was thinking. <laughs> but. But like I said, for me, like I look at stuff like the pass through provisions that he said would help most small businesses. It was a promise that he made, but it was somewhat it was true, but it wasn't. So I was like, these are the things that I look at when I talk about Donald Trump. He says he's one thing, but he's actually something else. He is not helping the little guy. I mean, it's kind of like Joe Biden saying he was against gay marriage like four years ago. Yeah, but that's a lot different from changing your perspective or your stance on something than actually. I was saying exactly Five or ten years ago, it's exactly the same thing. What? No, but what I'm saying is this. I believe you can meet someone in your life. You may not know a lot of, let's say, I don't have a ton of Asian people in my community, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So let's say I'm not the best person when it comes to race relations. But if I meet someone who's Asian, I may change my mind. I may say, oh, well, I've never met them before. Or maybe I don't know any gay people. And I'm like, oh, well, they're amazing. You know, not me personally. I love everybody. But you know, there could be people out there like that. So I believe you can change your stance on that's something more so about religion and it gets in a fuzzy place. My issue is with Donald Trump is you deliberately said you were for the little guy. It's not a change in stance. It's a lie. That's a difference. You gave some examples, but I, I'd love to see like the sort of the citations for those. I'm sorry. Uh, well, yeah, you can go. You can you can pull up all the his the bills that he's passed. You can go no, into the WhiteHouse.gov. And I'm not like super wealthy or anything. Yeah, no, no, yeah, but I'm just saying for for me personally, it's just he doesn't he's not for the little guy you you should know more than anybody if, since you've looked at his policies you've looked at yeah. the bills you've looked at the legis legislation yeah, I mean, you've if seen anything, it I'm, I'm disappointed by uh the lack of action but like of all the criticisms i would make isn't that he doesn't go in the direction that he claims he's going to go it's that he doesn't go far enough in the direction like dr the drain the swamp thing for example like we do have like a serious problem with the government bureaucracy in this country like, three million people are employed by the federal government it's almost one percent of the population it's just a travesty like the government was never meant to be that big and like he should fire everybody like if it was me I'd fire everybody like, he, he redid the swamp with the people that he cared about and he put them in there I get it. We have like the political talking points that sound good. Yeah, I mean, no, that's what he did. That's, so often, that's, but like, that's what he, that's you're supposed to do that. Do a really good job of that, though. Well, no, because so, as the executive, as the head of the executive branch, you have the right to fire whoever you want and put. I agree. Except, yeah, except for except for Mike Pence, he can't fire Mike Pence. He's the he only put, person he cannot fire. Put in an Exxon. Uh, you think he's gonna have Kanye go? Someone at the top of Exxon. I didn't hear what you said. I think I think he might have Pence. 
drop out of the race. He can't college. fire Pence though. Yeah, I no, mean, he could, ask him, he could ask him to pull out of the race as the VP and then pull in Kanye to be the VP on the ticket. Oh, please. That would be, that would be, <laughs> that would be crazy, but that would be, but... so, easy. That would be so easy. So, um, all right, guys. Let me, let me, let me, uh, all right. So we, it, okay. So Ryan's getting ready to go. Cause we've been on here for almost two okay. hours. Um, not, I'm sorry, justice, but let's, let's end this on this note. We want to end it together. How should we start to unite the country? Just one sentence or two sentences. And then we'll, we'll leave it at that. And then we'll go back and I'll say how everybody can be reached. Okay. So Ryan, yeah. you want to go first? How can we sure. unite? Um, I would say education and stop blocking out things that you don't want to hear. Okay. I like that one. All right. Justice. Can you give me a minute? I want to think about it. Okay. Alex. Um, I do not believe that it's possible right now. I think that people are too far in one direction and too far in the other direction. And people are going to hold on to the beliefs that they want to believe. They're going to um, believe that it's okay for another individual to have less in them for whatever particular reason that they were going to feel that way. And as long as people feel that way, there's not going to be any unity. I feel as a, a way that that can be remedied is through time, where there are more and more people that are able to have access to uh, people that fall in different brackets and groups, and they have more people of different types of they care about. Uh, I know Oprah said this, and people were upset with her, but she said something about like old racist people just need to die. I kind of need to just uh, sentiment with, I think that people that are not willing to care about another individual that may not form the same bracket as them, they just need to go through life and the people that are coming from generations beneath us need to, to, to really step it up. Okay. Ashley. I think if a hundred percent of people showed some compassion to a hundred percent of the people in this world, we would be united. Okay. Mm. All right. Justice. We're back to you. Full circle. Hmm. I really like Ashley's answer, compassion, love. I think that's the Christian ethic. And if we all adopted it, it would be a more united country. I think specifically though, we need to look forward. We need to stop crying about the past and injustice of the past. We need to look forward. We need to abolish abortion. We need to abolish gun control laws. We need to build on top of the values that made America great from the very beginning, like liberty and justice for all. We need to stop focusing on the flaw we we need to fix the flaws in our country but we also need to f unify around our common enemies like china like the kgb infiltrating our universities and 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 normalizing cultural marxism china for example has committed a terrible act of biological warfare in order to destabilize the western capitalist order and i think that the least we can do is liberate Hong Kong, liberate Taiwan, liberate Venezuela, liberate the freedom-loving peoples of the world, and be what the United States was always meant to be, which is a shining beacon on a hill, a beacon of freedom, a beacon of liberty. That's what America can unite around. Okay. All right. And how can we reach you, Chad and Friends, IG? How can they, they get in touch with you, Ryan? Chad and Friends on everything. Okay, it's easy, simple. I love it. I love it. And how can they reach you, Alex? Uh, IG Dancing Gaming this inbox. Okay, Ashley. Um, you can follow me on Instagram, Cannabis Nursing Solutions, or you can email me at cannabisnursingsolutions at gmail.com. I love it. And Justice, how can everyone reach you? It's Justice Epen on everything. That's really easy. Just write it down. Just use a pen. All right. And whether you like it or not,